just the whole mentality around what you choose to invest in, what you choose to afford. And I would say the same thing for your real estate, the work that you do. Don't just have to go spend time at a job that you hate. Choose to invest time in a way to earn income for your family. You reframe that just like you reframe a rate and term refinance into an ROI refinance. Language is so powerful. What would your life look like if you could replace all of your working income with simple and conservative investments that could do it for you? Over the last 13 years, we've helped thousands of clients transact over half a billion dollars in simple and conservative real estate transactions, allowing them to begin replacing their work income with real estate investment income. Each week, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the ins and outs of real-time, retirement-based real estate transactions that will transform your financial future, even if you have no real estate experience. This is Replace Your Income with me, Kevin Clayson. And Steve Earle. All right, everybody, welcome to Replace Your Income podcast with me, Kevin Clayson, and my man, Steve Earle. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, man. Good to be here. Hey, so what do you got over there? You got a bag of something over there? What's going on? I just found this bag of peanuts. I'm like, really? Like, just, that's so weird. It's where really where weird. did it come from? It just dropped from the sky or? Yeah, there's this guy named Kevin Clayson <laughs> that like put him on my desk. He's like, what is up with this? <laughs> you guys, I t- so we're not recording the podcast on the day we usually record it. And, and so I kind of had to coerce Steve. So I texted him earlier and I was like, hey, dude, can we record the podcast today? Because I've had like this crazy busy week and we've had a ton of stuff going on. We didn't get the podcast in. I was like, Steve, can we record today? And so he responded back. And what did your text say? Well, you're kind of like, is there anything I could do to convince you to, to do this today? And I said, well, I work for peanuts. So, uh, you know, uh, if you can get me a bag of peanuts, I'll, I'll for sure be there. <laughs> Which, of course, I knew he was kidding. But I went over to Harmon's and I bought a bag of peanuts. And then I had it sitting on the desk here in where we record because I didn't want Steve to think I was trying to, hey, you man, know. <laughs> it's now official. I do work for peanuts. <laughs> you can, that should go on your card. That should be, my oh, name seriously. is Steve Rowe. <laughs> I, that's going to go at the bottom of my signature line on the rest of my emails from now on. I work for peanuts. Oh, man. Well, we are so excited to be with you guys. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, man, we love you guys. We love doing this show. And we feel like we've had so many awesome things to discuss and unfortunately, we're totally out of things to discuss. We're done. So this will be the last episode. I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. We've got so much that we can still talk about. In fact, today's episode is something that I, Steve, I think I could pretty much guarantee that everybody listening right now has never heard refinances talked about in the way that we're going to talk about them today. What do you think? Yeah, I think... Maybe there might be one or two people. No, not one or two. I guarantee there is zero. I'm just kidding. Okay, maybe. Some of our clients. always throwing out disclaimers. (laughs) He's the compliance guy, you know. Some of our clients probably have heard this discussion, but we, I just wrote this article for Forbes. And so I'm not sure when it's going to be published, but it was based on this idea that we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about refinances because refinances, they're super prevalent right now. Interest rates are really low. We all know about it. Last week on the episode when we talked about the perfect storm for real estate investors, we were talking about how low interest rates are. And uh, But this is a new way to look at refinancing your mortgage and not just any mortgage, but specifically your investment property mortgages. And this is totally on brand, totally in alignment 
with the whole Replace Your Income podcast because we feel like it's our duty to help you think about things a little bit differently. We know we have a different perspective, a different way to look at the world, and we like that. And so we like to share it, right? Yeah, I mean, good, bad, or ugly, we tend to have a little bit of a unique perspective on a lot of different things. Yeah, which is no exception. Which either means we're insane or it means maybe we've thought about things differently than other people. I'm probably thinking we're insane, but yeah, I, you know, I think sometimes when we look at the window and everybody's seeing one thing, we're seeing a completely different. <laughs> we really are. Yeah, it's true. Do you remember that um, thing that was on Facebook a while ago and it was like the dress and some people thought it was like black and gold and some people thought it was blue and white. Do you remember that? Vaguely, I do remember something like and that. And it was like this thing that swept the nation. And I, we, I think it's, that's just kind of the dress is the dress. And while most people may see it as, black and gold. We're going to talk about it being blue and white. And you know what? Our perspective and the angle at which we look at things based on our experience, based on our client's experience more than anything, does give us a unique perspective. But I think that's why people come to the podcast. I don't know. I hope that's why you're listening because we're not just going to give you the same line and the same mumbo jumbo that everybody is out there saying because we look at things differently. And today is no exception as we begin to talk about refinances. So Steve, I want to preface this episode and really kind of what we're going to discuss. Tell everybody how you, because this is honestly, I'll tell you guys, Steve is the mastermind here. He is the one that had sort of this thought and kind of initially worked up the numbers because he was trying to serve one of our clients. Would you maybe tell that story of how you kind of started to look at it this way? And then we'll dive into what it is and give you guys a brand new term a brand new definition of a way you can look at your investment portfolio that hopefully will have a profound impact on every investment piece of real estate you do from this day forward. Yeah, you know, when people look at refinances, they typically take a look. It's like, hey, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, they had a primary residence or an investment property. And let's say that the annual interest rate was 6% or 5.5% or 5% or whatever it was. I mean, just last year, I mean, we were doing loans right around 5% there-ish. Which was a great interest rate. That's a great interest rate. I mean, you can cash flow very nicely at 5%. And as things kind of changed and interest rates were beginning to drop again, you know, there was a lot more interest in refinancing and that kind of a thing. And typically the way that we've kind of positioned uh, refinances is, well, whenever you do that, there's a cost involved. And make no mistake, whenever you hear the commercials saying, hey, this is a no cost refinance, yeah. I guarantee you that company's not doing it for free. No, one, it's not a charity. Yeah, it's they're yeah. making money In somewhere. In fact, they're making really, really Yeah, they are. And so, so what we would do is we'd help our clients kind of analyze the refinance of whether it would make sense in, in, in their case. So let's say that they could go from five to call it 4% or something like that. And the cost to refinance their property, let's call it was $6,000. If they could save for ease of terms, if they could save $100 a month, that would be $1,200 a year, right? And so- That it would save them in payment. Yeah, right. that that would save them in payments. Well, in fact, let's make it even easier. Let's say that the total savings per year was $1,000. And if the cost of their refinance was $6,000, it would take six years to recoup the money you spent Right. Yeah. Well, and let me back up for finance your property. And let me back up for a second because I look. I we know we have all kinds of different expertise levels listening to the podcast. So for the handful of you, or maybe there's a ton of you who are like, wait, what is this refinance business? I mean, look, here's the deal: when you go and buy an investment property or your primary residence, and you utilize a mortgage, you sign for that loan, and there is a certain 
term of payments. Usually it's 30 years or 360 months. And usually there's a certain rate that you're assigned. So your interest rate at which you are borrowing the money from the bank, you know, minus whatever you put down into the property. And then the term of the loan during which time that your payment will be amortized, you're going to pay a bunch in interest and you're going to pay money in principal, but it's going to take you 30 years to repay that loan making, you know, I don't know, however, whatever your payment is every single month. And so for people, when they look at doing a refinance, right, and all these ads, and maybe most people know this, but just in case there's somebody who's like a beginner out there and going, I don't fully grasp the idea of a refinance, it's this. You have a loan that you put in place however many years ago, you had a little down payment, you were assigned an interest rate, and you were assigned a certain loan term. When you do a refinance, you're basically recalibrating the loan. It's actually, you're closing one loan and starting an entirely new loan with a brand new rate and a brand new term. And so a lot of times you maybe did a purchase five years ago. And if you go to refinance that loan, effectively what's happening is you're paying off your first loan and then you're starting a new loan for whatever the remaining balance is on your property plus closing costs with a brand new term that's gonna probably extend it out to 30 years again, even though you're already five years into the loan, and then a brand new interest rate. So a lot of people will do a refinance for a variety of reasons. They may do a refinance, something called a rate and term refinance, where they go, oh, you know what? I just think I can get a better interest rate. Or maybe you had a 30-year loan, you've paid on it for five years, and you decide, you know what? I wanna shorten my term. I'm gonna refinance my loan into a 15-year mortgage or a 20-year mortgage. My payment will go up, but I'm going to cut the amount of interest in theory that I'm going to be paying. That would be an example of a rate and term refinance, either lower rate, extending the term, or maybe different rate and shortening the term. That's a rate and term refinance. And then there's this idea of a cash out refinance, which is if I bought a property five years ago for, I'm just going to use super easy numbers for $100,000 and I paid off 20 grand, I owe 80 grand on the property, but my property is worth 200,000, I could go do a refinance for 150,000. And that means 70 grand comes to me. I've got a brand new term. I've got a brand new rate. My loan balance has changed some. And that's a cash out refinance. You're refinancing your home with the intention of pulling out some of the equity in order to utilize that. So those are the most common forms of refinance that we see, that we hear. And that's kind of just the general, I guess, refinance 101. Yep. And with each refinance, as you described, you called it closing costs. That's the cost of refinancing. So there's always costs involved, right? Because people are going to make money to refinance the loan. The loan officer is going to get paid something. The bank's going to get paid something. You're going to have additional, the title title company. There's all these people that are going to make money through the loan process. Those all get balled into closing costs. Right. And it can make a lot of sense. And it can sometimes not make sense. So for example, if you were refinancing and let's say that you were only going to save $25 a month and it was going to cost you $6,000, you know, to do the loan. So $25 per month times 12 months, you're going to save $300 a year. And if it costs you $6,000 to do that loan, you take the $6,000 divided by $300 per year, it's going to take you 20 years to recoup the costs to refinance your home. Right. That may not make sense. Probably not. Yeah. Because most people don't even hold on to a loan for 20 years. Right. 
you probably refinance again or sell the home or do something and you will not have even recouped your costs. So in that case, it probably wouldn't make sense. Now, in the the first example I shared with you, if you're going to save $100 per month, so $1,200 per year would be your savings. If you take that- In your payments, that's your your annual payment savings. If you did a refinance that was going to save you 100 bucks a month, you're saving $1,200 a month in payment. I mean, $1,200 $1, $1, a year, year in yep. payments. And so you take $6,000- and divide it by the $1,200 that you're going to save per year, it's going to take five years to break even. Right. To recoup that $6,000 that you, you know, that you uh, either increased your mortgage by or you came out of pocket to, right. to pay for. And so at five years, it might make sense. Yeah. So the thought there would be, hey, I'm going to, I think I'm going to own the property for at least seven years, right? So yeah. if I'm going to, own the property for at least seven, and it's going to save me in payment right now. If I can recoup those costs in five years, I have two years where I'm effectively ahead of the game, right? That And that's a very traditional kind of way that a lot of people look at the mathematics behind whether or not they ought to do a refinance on a property. Exactly. So it's literally an extra $100 a month in your pocket, right? When you say it. So you, if you think to yourself, it's like, could I use an extra $100 a month? It would be huge. Then that makes a big difference. Now, here's kind of the unique thing. So again, most people look at it in terms of break-even point. How much is this loan costing me? So I started looking at this a little bit differently. I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, that's not super exciting to me when I think to myself, hey, I'm going to spend $6,000 to save $100 a month. It's going to take me five years to recoup that money. I'm like, eh, I could take or leave it, right? It was a little anticlimactic. But then yeah. if, I, if I said to you, Kevin, hey, look, if you would be willing to loan me $6,000 and I said to you, hey, I'll pay you 17% interest on that $6,000 loan to me, how interesting would that be to you? That sounds real interesting to me. Right. A 17%? Mean, 17%? That's better than most credit oh, cards heck yeah. make, right? Yeah. So you might be like, hey, if I got $6,000 lying around, I trust you a lot, Steve. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll loan you $6,000. I'll loan you $6,000. You're paying me 17%? That sounds real good. So I started thinking, it's like, wait a minute, we need to take a look at this in terms of ROI. What's your return on investment of that $6,000 cost to, to do that refinance? Yeah. So if you could simply save $100 a month, which would be $1,200 a year, um, all of a sudden I'm kind of like, so you, what you do is you take that $1,200 and you divide it by your $6,000 investment. Instead of looking at it in terms of cost, look at it in terms of investment, all of a sudden that's actually 20%. That is a 20% return on your investment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, is there a okay. Way to say it? so no, more- let me just restate it the way that I understood it. Cause when you first came and shared this with me, I was like, wait, what? Cause I had to get out of my mentality of like, you always think about a refinance in terms of what is the cost and how long does it take to recuperate the cost? Because that's how we've been sort of trained to look at refinances. But then when you said, okay, wait, 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 can't think of it like this. If you, didn't spend $6,000 to do a refinance, but you invested $6,000 in order to get a return on your money. And here's how it works. If I spend slash invest $6,000 to do a rate and term refinance on an existing investment property, and it saves me, what were we saying it was going to save? $100 a month? $100 a month. What I'm now doing is I'm going, okay, my actual cash in my pocket increases by $1,200 a year. So if I were to lend out, and this is what Steve was saying, if I were to lend out 6,000 
and I was getting 1200 back a year or whatever, that seems like that's a pretty good rate of return. But we don't look at refinances as an ROI situation. But all we're saying is if you could shift your perspective and instead of saying, how much is it gonna cost me to do this loan? Instead, you go, wait a second. If I were to quote unquote invest $6,000 into this refinance and it were to give me a net increase of $1,200 a year, what is my return on the money that I spent slash invested in order to get that $1,200 a year? Well, that's the, what was the percentage that you 20%. said? 20%. So, so now what you just effectively did is you increased your overall rate of return on your investment property, but specifically inside of this little environment of I'm gonna invest money in order to make more money, you are reframing the idea of a traditional rate and term refinance into this new term that we created called an ROI refi or a return on investment refinance. And all we're saying is if you look at it differently, you may say, you know what, wait a second. If I'm only gonna own this property for the next five years before I sell it or whatever, and I can get an additional $100 a month on this property today by just investing an additional $6,000, you basically are investing a little bit more to get a larger return. And so a lot of us don't think of refinances in terms of investments. We think of it in terms of cost. And so that's the reframe here, right? It's the let's look at a refinance maybe as an investment into your cash flow and into your future in, in, or that time that you own the property instead of just looking at it as a cost. Well, Kevin, you can actually take it one step further because in most cases, you don't even have to come out of pocket that $6,000. Like you don't have to go to the bank and pull it $6,000. You don't have to go to the ATM machine. You don't have to even write a check typically because you can just increase the amount of your balance on your loan and include that, you know, in the finance portion of your mortgage, right? So you don't even have to necessarily come out of pocket. Now, having said that, you can come out of pocket and it literally is an investment that in this scenario pays you a 20% return on that $6,000. And so the way I like to frame it when I'm talking to somebody about this is, hey, would you be willing to loan me $6,000 if I told you I was going to give you a 20% return on investment? I've never had somebody say no. Yeah, who's going to say no, right. You know, unless you're like, well, I would have if, if I had $6,000, Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and in some cases, I don't have $6,000. But if I did, yes, I would like that. And so it's a just a very different way to look at a refinance situation. I know, I know you've got some kind of specific you know, scenarios that, yeah. that maybe you can share. Well, and so I'm actually just going to read some numbers from the Forbes article that I wrote. Okay, so here's from... The Forbes article, okay, this is what I wrote. I I just gave an example and I said, okay, let's say you bought an investment property for around 180,000. Let's assume you put 20% down plus closing cost fees, et cetera, and your initial loan balance on the property was 148,000 at 5.5% interest rate when you went and bought this property. So that gives you a monthly principal interest tax and insurance payment of $1,124, okay? So the assumption is you go buy a property, it's 180,000, you put 20% down, you got a 5.5% interest rate, your payment's 1124, okay? That's your monthly payment. Well, let's say that you have an opportunity today, five years later, to be able to refinance your property, okay? 
Now, let's just assume, all right, your property is now worth a little more than $200,000. You've paid down $12,000 in principal. So your loan balance today is like $136,000 versus the initial $148,000 when you got the property initially, right? So you have a loan balance of $136,000. Your property's worth around $200,000. And let's say you find out you could do a refinance today for like 4.125%, right? Pretty good interest rate, by the way, Interest rates today, the moment that we are recording this podcast would probably be even lower than that. But 4.125 is a dang good rate. So let's just use that as the assumption, right? It's actually closer to like three and a half to three and a quarter. Which is crazy, right? (laughs) But let's say you could now refinance this investment property you bought a couple years ago for 180 that's now worth 207 that you currently owe 136 on. Let's say that you could refinance your home at 4.125%. So you're refinancing for like a more than a full percent lower than your original loan. But you find out that it's gonna cost you $6,000 and you're probably just gonna roll that into your loan balance. So in other words, your loan balance may go from 136 up to 142. That's the cost, quote unquote. Your loan balance increases by 6,000. But let's say that what that ends up doing is it lowers your expenses or your payments like 150 bucks a month. Okay, so in other words, your cash flow goes up by 150, your expenses go down, and so you're all for the $6,000 of increased loan balance, okay? So if you were to take your new annual effective gain of like 1,800 bucks a year and divide it against the 6,000 you quote unquote spent in increased loan balance to do that refinance, and you were to do the math that way, your return on that $6,000 of increased loan balance because of the increased cash flow, your return on that investment is like 30%. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? So if we look at refinances in a traditional sense, we'd go, well, it's gonna cost me $6,000 to do that refinance. My $150 in savings a month, it's gonna take me approximately, I don't know, two or three years or whatever to pay off that Well, I think that might make sense. We're saying, look, you don't even have to do that math. You don't even have to look at the two years, the three years, how long it's gonna take to pay it off. Plain and simple, you increase your loan balance, it's like double leverage, right? You're already leveraging the bank's money. So now you leverage a little bit more money, right? If you're increasing your loan balance through the closing cost of doing the refinance in order to get a larger return or a larger cash flow. You guys, it's just simple leverage. It's arbitrage. It's all of the stuff that we've been talking about. It's looking at it through the eyes of income replacement, not looking at it through the eyes of cost. In fact, this is a principle that I love to teach people, and I learned it from a mentor of mine, and this is the principle. So often, we look at things that we spend money for as an expense. But just try this, you guys. What if instead of buying yourself lunch, you invested in lunch for yourself, right? Just think of the the shift, right? It's like, oh, I gotta buy lunch. Oh, I have to spend, you know, $12, get lunch. No, I invested $12 in a meal I love that fueled me and gave me energy and nourishment. All of a sudden, it reframes it, right? So often we're like, man, when I went to college, Steve, it was like, how much do I have to spend in books? And it was always like I was buying books and it was so, like we hear that all the time with college. Man, what if you invested in those books? If you could reframe your expenses to the idea of investing, and by the way, let me also say this. This is just kind of a little pet peeve. 
So often, many of us approach our finances from this, I guess, mindset of scarcity, right? Oh, I can't afford that. You know what we say in our family? We say, we're gonna choose not to afford that right now. Because the reality is you can always go get money. You can always go find money to probably afford the things that you want. Maybe you have to utilize leverage or some credit in order to buy the things that you think you need to buy. But if you just choose not to afford that right now, it feels very different than I can't afford well, it. And Kevin, along those lines, I love the way that you frame that with your, hopefully with your with your children. Yeah, the, yeah, that's hey, what we it, say, it's like, yeah. It's more along the lines of, hey, we're choosing to invest in in this vacation over buying this other car or whatever. Exactly. Like you're, you're just making a different choice because your return on investment is gonna be very different. And so you get to choose. And all of a sudden, your expectations change dramatically. To where it's like each time you spend on something, if you look at it in terms of an investment, it's like you create an expectation of what you're going to get in return. And it just, it's powerful. That's yeah, it a fantastic is. way to look at it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what we do in our family. Like, And sometimes my awesome wife, she'll be like, oh, gosh, I, the kids will say, can we go do blah, 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 blah? Or can we go the, on this vacation? Or can we you know, buy that house or whatever. And sometimes my wife will be like, no, we can't really afford that, right? And and I'm always like, well, no, we're choosing not to afford that because it really is a choice, right? So here, let me give you a real life example. So last December, right? You know this, Steve, my family, we went to Disney World. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. What we did is we could have chose to afford a Disney World vacation just kind of on our own. It would have been awesome. The kids would have loved it. But instead, we chose a different path. We chose to clean the office that you and I sit in right now, right? So we we didn't have cleaners in the office. Instead, we uh, you were kind enough to allow my family to come in so that we could teach our kids how to work. And we paid my family the amount of money we would have paid cleaners, right, to come in and clean the office. And I brought my wife and my kids every single week, two times a week, to go through and do a whole variety of different tasks and cleaning. Then we took 100% of that after we paid tithing on the money because that's something we believe in. We paid tithing on that those dollars that came in. We saved the rest of it and then we used it to afford a Disney World vacation together. Now, because we did that, we chose to afford the accommodations that we were in. We chose to afford the flights that we chose and we brought the kids into every piece of that. For the rest of our children's lives, they will know that they worked, invested, and chose to afford an awesome Disney World vacation that they will never, ever forget. But if we just would have been like, you know what, let's just book the, you know, let's let's go stay at, uh, I don't, I can't think of it right now. One of the, you know, I don't know, the the Polynesian Resort or whatever, or the Animal Kingdom Resort, and and it's going to cost, you know, three times as much, and we're going to fly first class, and but we're still going to go on the same rides. Our kids would have loved the vacation but they wouldn't have had an emotional attachment to the investment they made in the choice to afford the vacation in the way that we did. We literally set a budget and then we told our kids, we can choose to do this or we could choose to do that. For example, what we told them is we said, here's the amount of money that we're gonna have for the vacation. We can choose to stay in a much nicer hotel that we're only gonna sleep in for a few hours a day or We can choose to stay in a more value-driven accommodation, but we're going to choose to spend more money on treats and meals and souvenirs during the day. Well, what do you think they chose? 
I'm sure they chose the latter. <laughs> they totally did. They're like, wait, more treats? And so we totally set this thing up. Now, I share all that just to say. Well, and Kevin, your kids will never forget that experience. Well, anticipation, the whole thing, yeah. and the work, the, the lessons learned. Yes. Phenomenal. Well, and I appreciate you giving my family the opportunity to do that because that was something we could have just kept paying cleaners and and you were super cool about, you know, letting us do that and teach our kids this lesson. So thank you for that because, you know, we certainly could have made a different choice. But just the whole mentality around what you choose to invest in, what you choose to afford. And I would say the same thing for your real estate, the work that you do. Don't just have to go spend time at a job that you hate. Choose to invest time in a way to earn income for your family. You reframe that just like you reframe a rate and term refinance into an ROI refinance. Language is so powerful. And the perspective we choose, the way that we choose to frame something as an investment instead of an expense, as choosing to afford something instead of not affording it or or can't afford it or choosing not to afford it as opposed to just spending whatever, all of these things, we just reframe the mind, which changes the results. And it really is profound. And just to kind of put an exclamation point on it, Steve, this whole thing came about because you were talking to one of our very successful clients who's done a lot of real estate, who was considering some refinances. He was looking at them as a rate and term refinance, like, oh, what's the expense going to be? Once you reframed it as ROI refinance and helped him see that effectively he's increasing loan balance and investing these dollars to get a greater return on those dollars, what did he choose to do? Yeah, he definitely, he did the refinance. And we've had the opportunity to have that conversation with many of our clients at that point. And what's interesting also, Kevin, is is that one of the things that makes us such an amazing opportunity right now and why it's so important to kind of reframe that conversation is because we're living in a time right now where the thought came to my mind that I don't know how rates could go any lower. I think I said that a year ago. Right. But we're now at this point in time where we're getting loans, investment loans in the three percent range, which is unreal. And I said to myself, it's like, I cannot like let our clients, I cannot let myself like this. There's just been this massive sense of urgency that we have to take advantage of this time in the history of the world and the history of our country. When there's this kind of perfect storm, kind of what we talked about last week, that there's this opportunity and interest rates are one, one of the driving forces in this perfect storm that I just feel like anybody who has the ability to take advantage of this opportunity gosh, I just have to encourage you to do so, to purchase investment property at this time. And of course, if you already own investment property or a primary residence, to take the opportunity to refinance that property and take advantage of what that can do for you right now. All this is really doing is it's elevating your investor mindset game, right? We're saying reframe that refinance to an ROI refinance, take advantage of it, look at it as an investment in the short and long term. And you may choose to start seeing the world through a different set of lenses, just like we do. And I'll tell you, it makes a huge difference. So here's what I think we should do, Steve. If you guys want to see a video that describes what we're talking about, this ROI refi, and if you want to see the article that will get published on Forbes.com, I'll change it a little bit because we can't publish on our site what we're going to publish on Forbes.com. They kind of have some rules. So I'm going to give just kind of an overview description of, maybe I'll just give you like a, 
you know what I'll do, Steve? Here's what I'll do. I'm going to build out a page. We're going to put the ROI refi video, and I'm just going to do like a transcript of what we say in the video, and I'm going to put that on the page for you guys. And we'll put some numbers on there so that you can take these ideas and you could say, okay, I get it. I got to look at my refinance through a different set of lenses. What is this ROI refi? How does it compare to a rate and term or a cash out refi? And use this site, dfy-realestate.com slash ROI refi. So that's R-O-I-R-E-F-I, ROI refi, dfy-realestate.com slash ROI refi. We'll put the video, we'll put a transcript of the video, and that way you'll have some resources to go and look at this and add this as another tool, another arrow of your financial, uh, you know, another financial arrow for your quiver uh, as you continue to reframe the way you look at the world, as you go to replace your income, as you utilize simple and conservative investments to change your now and to change your forever. And hopefully this will be an awesome resource for you and you'll be able to look at that and share it with others. Please feel free to share that and share the podcast too. We love it when you share the podcast. Please, if you haven't had a chance to rate and review the podcast, please go do that. You can rate it whatever you want. Just so you know, five stars is the appropriate amount, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, No, I'm just kidding. But really, rate and review the podcast if you haven't. Share it with a friend. And uh, we just appreciate you guys so much. We hope this has been beneficial and given you another financial arrow for your quiver as you continue to replace your income one property at a time. Steve, any parting words before we sign off this week? Uh, Nothing more than I know a lot of our clients actually happen to listen to this podcast. If by chance you're listening to it and you haven't kind of considered a refi on on some of your investment properties, get a hold of your VP, get a hold of us. We got like 10 different ways that you can get a hold of us these days and uh, and just look into it. We've actually put together a refi worksheet, which is just an analysis of whether it makes sense to refinance one of your investment properties or your primary residence for that matter. And of course, we're willing to do that for our clients. We're willing to do that for people who've never worked yeah. with us before, for that matter. Yeah, if, you, if you're your yeah. listener, you know, go to the website and, and say, hey, I'd love to have an income replacement estimate and request that we give you a call and we could go through that worksheet with you as well. Yeah, happy to do it. Free, it's, I mean, and of course, everything we do is, is basically free other than when you- Until you transact. Until you transact. Yeah. So. Right. Well, awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Replace Your Income. I hope this has been beneficial. This has been a fun episode for us to do, and we love you guys so much. We appreciate you, and we'll sign off for now, and we'll see you next week. All right, take care. Thanks so much for listening to Replace Your Income with Kevin and Steve. Do you want to connect with us and other income replacement rangers out to obliterate the status quo and experience real retirement with income replacement through real estate? Type Done For You Real Estate USA in your Facebook search bar and make sure to like our company's page. Send us a message while you're there and I'll send you a personal hello and make sure you're on our weekly property scouting emails where you can view weekly deals right in your inbox. Until then, thanks so much for joining us on Replace Your Income and just remember, income replacement for you and your family may only be one property away. See you next week.